Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. What's up? It's Johnny King, and I've got a question for you. Do you ever feel like you're not tapping into your full potential? (laughs) I had felt that way, gosh, for probably 36, (laughs) 37 years of my life, up until the last probably three or four years. Um, And, uh, you know, a, a lot of that has to do with you know, my own insecurity, um, up until, you know, probably a couple of years ago, 36, I think is when I really started feeling like I was stepping into, uh, my, you know, loving myself, appreciating myself, my own self-worth. Um, but you know, there's, there's two sides of the coin. There's, uh, and I've talked about it. It's, there's the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment, right? Well, the science of achievement is like all of the how to, right? the the art of fulfillment is more about man years ago i was i was probably getting as much work done as i do now i just wasn't appreciating myself and no matter how much work i got done it was never enough so i always felt like i was underachieving and that had more to do with my my you know limiting stories my like i said lack of belief in myself things like that and so having worked through that, um, and that, you know, that could be for another podcast. I think I've, I've talked about that in, in various episodes, how I've kind of come to <clears throat> appreciating and uh, loving myself. Um, obviously, it's a, an ongoing process, ongoing journey. But um, today I want to talk a little bit more about the how to than the, <laughs> the, the why to or the art if you will, <clears throat> excuse me. So, with the uh, with the science of getting stuff done. Now, I have been a big proponent of, you know, writing out my goals and all that sort of thing for for as long as I can remember, to be honest. But typically, I would set goals uh, at the beginning of the year, and I would not. <laughs> it could even be like just weeks into the year realizing that I was not on pace to hit my goal. And as a result, that meant like the the following 11 months would have to be even higher, you know, achievement. And I'd be like, you know what, screw it. (laughs) I literally would throw the, the, the towel in at that point. And I have kind of come to learn that there's a process to that. And for me, this may not work for you, but, um, just, just clarifying the difference between goals and objectives. Okay. Because again, whether you, let's just say you're playing a sport, whether you, you're playing tennis, whether you win or you lose, there's still an outcome, right? There's still an end result. There's still a score. There's still, you know, a winner and a loser, right? So each and every single day, each and every single week, each and every single month and year, there's still going to be a result. So you're going to either, you know, be moving closer towards achieving all that you want to achieve, or you're going to be moving further away. 
And if you just get into the habit of continually giving up on yourself, then no big surprise if you feel like you're, you know, completely wasting your potential, which is kind of how I did, you know, a lot, a lot of years. Um, But I think the, there's testament to perseverance, persistence, uh, because as much as I've wasted time and gotten down on myself, I've just never given up in that sense. Um, I just knew that I would rather be at least failing forward than completely giving up. So I'll, I'll have moments or, or weeks or months of giving up. Uh, this is years ago. Um, and now those moments of giving up are a lot shorter. So I might, you know, throw in the towel and I'm like, F it. I'll have a couple, like a day or two where I'm like, ugh. But then eventually I get over it. I'm like, well, what's the point of living life if I give up on this anyways, right? So big part of it for me is setting outcomes, uh, objectives um, for the year. You know, so 2020, you know, craziness has hit the fan this year, right? And yet I am further along with my objectives and my goals than I thought I would be, to be honest. Um, Probably because with COVID and everything else, everything got very still and very quiet for for months, right? It's only been in probably the last uh, six to eight weeks have, has life kind of returned to a, some sense of normalcy where I'm, I'm um, meeting up with guys again for meetings or, you know, walks around the lake or having conversations, things like that, where before, man, I wasn't doing haircuts or dentist appointments or coffee meetings or anything. There was nothing going on. And so I had all day, every day for months to either sit and watch paint dry or to get shit done. And I chose the latter uh, because I was clear about what I wanted to get done. So objectives help me because let's say I ultimately want to really grow my business this year, right? So I want to say, you know, that's my objective. Like I want to increase my business by, um, by X percent, right? Or I just want to feel like I have grown my business. That's, that's a very kind of loose objective, right? Kind of, uh, typically we set goals and goals are a lot more specific, right? They're time specific, they're quantifiable, they're realistic, but with objectives for me, at least I just kind of set out huge, huge objectives. Like I want to massively increase, you know, improve my health. I want to massively improve my business. I want to massively improve my relationships, right? So, Let's just say, uh, again, I, I want to increase my, my business. And so if that's the case, then I will set goals that are in alignment with that objective. Okay, you can get more specific with that, with that outcome, but I kind of think to myself, okay, if that's my objective, then what are my top three to five goals that are in alignment with that that I'd really like to accomplish this year? And I, and I wrote out, like, I wanted to get two, two adventures, uh, men's adventures, which uh, I don't think are going to happen just because of COVID. <laughs> uh, but maybe they will. Who knows, right? Uh, as of the recording of this, it's what, uh, kind of middle to late July. So who knows? I still have the rest of the year to see if I could pull something off. Um, I wanted to start a podcast, which, hello, you're listening to it. I wanted to write a book, which I'm in the middle of. I wanted to increase my um, my email list, my followers, my subscribers. I wanted to um, dramatically increase my kind of social media presence, my social media game. 
Um, I wanted to create a a more unified and specific sales process. So like there's five, six, seven different. So I will actually drill down on those things and set, you know, goals by saying by December 31st, 2020, I will have achieved, you know, let's say um, 10,000 downloads of my podcast. You know, I will have uh, 50 uh, five-star reviews of my podcast. I don't know. I'm making this stuff up, right? Um, but then, you know, some of those I'm going to be able to achieve and some of them I'm not. But in the past, when I didn't have like an objective, like an umbrella outcome, I may have accomplished, let's say, two or three of my five goals for the year, but I would still feel like I, I would kind of just beat myself up because I'm like, dang it. Because ultimately I wanted a hundred percent. I had to be totally perfect. Okay. Now with the objectives, I'm like, well, I just look at this like, am I closer to that objective of growing my business um, or closer? Did I, did I actually accomplish that? And I can look at like, hey, I got two or, the, two or three of these six or seven goals accomplished in 2020. Then I can affirmatively say, yes, I actually increased my business. I made progress. Cool. Well, then I might change some goals for 2021. I might keep the same ones, right? I might expand them. But I don't, I then don't really necessarily get into a place of beating myself up. Or if things dramatically shift, such as COVID, right? I have goals of like, I want to do two like men's adventures up in the mountains. Um, but we're not doing social events, big group events. Okay. Well, then I'm allowed to change the goal because that's kind of off the table, right? Because I still want to accomplish my objectives. So it allows me to have a little bit more flexibility to shoot for the the bigger outcome, if that makes sense. Okay. With that, then I can actually boil down that goal into, you, you can boil it down into like four, you know, quarterly goals, right? Four quarters to get you to your goal. To me, sometimes that's even difficult to do because <laughs> I, I almost like, I know what my goal, my end goal is. I don't know what I'm going to need. I'm going to need to do in quarter two, three, or four. What I typically can see though, is what I'm going to do in the next 90 days. So I will set 90-day goals, right, that are in alignment with that greater objective or outcome, which then also is in alignment with my life vision, okay? So I don't want to go into all that stuff, but I'm just boiling it down to I'm looking at 90 days. That's, that's to me, I can, I can see what that looks like. We're in the middle of July, August, September, October. By the middle of October of 2020, I want to have accomplished XYZ. I want to have finished my book. I want to have finished my, you know, a couple of different e-courses, things like that, that I know that are on my radar, right? So this is, I hope this is, I hope you're tracking me on this. <laughs> so you're following along with this, the thought process, but it's not too challenging, right? You have your year outcome um, or greater result uh, objective, if you will then you have goals that are in alignment with kind of those three big areas of your life. Like, well, there's probably more than three. For me, it's like business, health, relationships. Those are like platonic relationships, friends and family. I have my intimate relationship, maybe my spirituality. Okay. So four or five different areas of my life. I set a couple, you know, three to five goals for each of those areas. Then I break 
you know, each of those goals down into 90 day goals, um, or outcomes. Okay. So now I know what I want to do over the next 90 days. I can boil that down to, okay, what do I need to do for the next 30 days? So I can make sure that I'm on track to get that 90 day goal done. And then out of that month, it becomes <laughs> pretty achievable to, okay, you know, figure out like, okay, what, what do I need to do this week? That'll give me, that'll get me 25% of the way towards achieving my monthly goal, right? So every Sunday night, I sit down with this PDF, this uh, PDF that I've created, this process. It's kind of my weekly planning process. And I'll sit down and I will just, the very first thing I'll do on the very first page, it has a column for work and a column for personal. And I will just literally brain dump anything that comes to mind, right? Like, oh, I got to get the, you know, I got to get an oil change. I got to rotate the tires. Oh, I got to make sure that I, uh, you know, set up this podcast interview. I got to make sure that I write in my book. I've got to make sure that I send this to my team. I got to shoot this video. Like whatever comes to mind, personal, professional, I write it all down, okay? To me, that's just whatever is top of mind, get it out of my brain. Because if I start going into like strategy mode, <laughs> trying to strategically plan out and, and time block my time, but I've got all this stuff kind of like bouncing around inside my head, I'm not very efficient, okay? So that's the very first step of that. The second step is then to actually prioritize everything that I just wrote down. So I will prioritize everything that I wrote down by four different quadrants, okay? So I'm, I'm either putting it as Q1, Q2, Q3, or Q4. That's quadrant one, quadrant two, so on and so forth, right? So I got the stuff from Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins, like so many time management philosophies, right? But, but there is that whole kind of quadrant pro process that's well known. That's like you've got things in quadrant one, which are both urgent and important, okay? That's the area of demand where like, that shit's got to get done fast, okay? So there's a sense of urgency. Quadrant two is the area of the zone where it's not, it's, uh, it's important, but it's not urgent, okay? So it's like stuff that really would help move life along, but it doesn't have that huge sense of urgency, okay? I think of, I think of exercise as something that falls into that, where it's super important, but it's like, uh, could I put it off to tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> but if you keep putting it off to tomorrow, it never gets done, right? So it will become urgent if you let yourself go. And actually, you know, you have, you know, 100 pounds to lose and, you know, you're sweating all day long and you can't walk up the stairs without having to bend over and catch your breath, right? Like that's all of a sudden, then it becomes very urgent, okay? Third quadrant is the area of, uh, why am I blanking on this? Um, it's the area of, okay, I can't remember. It doesn't matter, but it's, it's where things are, um, urgent, but not important. Okay. That might be emails, text messages, phone calls. Uh, you got a minute meetings. <laughs> I used to have a lot of those when I was working in corporate America, someone would pop their head and be like, Hey, you got a minute? Like, uh, yeah, sure. And then an hour later, right? Like, Oh God. Um, you have to be really clear about defining healthy boundaries around your time, right? Um, and then the area of delusion is where things are neither urgent nor important, <laughs> but we completely waste time, 
think social media, uh, Netflix, like, so there's, there's things that we do in all of our days. That's going to fit into any of these four quadrants. Typically when I'm doing my brain dump every Sunday night, there's not a whole lot that fits into quadrant three or four. It's not like I'm like, Oh, make sure that I get some, some social media. And <laughs> if anything, I'm working to limit that. Right. Um, yeah, the phone just tends to pop open and our, our thumb magically opens Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatnot. So my suggestion is to actually delete those things off your phone. Uh, that works for me. So that's what I'll do. I'll data dump everything out of my brain, okay? And then I'll start looking through like, okay, is this urgent and important? Okay, then I'll put a Q1 next to it. Is it uh, non-urgent but still important? Okay, Q2, right? Then I'll actually go through and I'll highlight all of the Q1 things because really those have to get done first, okay? For whatever reason, either I procrastinated or someone needs something immediately. Um, but I'm also looking at what things can I leverage out to my team. Now, I've got a team of like six or seven people that support me. But if, if you don't have a business in that sense, maybe it's like your kids, okay? So maybe it's like maybe you can enroll them in doing the dishes, right? Or getting laundry done or doing chores around the house or you've got stuff done or you, or you got stuff that, uh, that your spouse might be even better at doing and more efficient and won't be as emotionally, you know, uh, connected or I guess, yeah, absorbed in, in something that you're making out to be so much harder than it needs to be. And there just needs to be a decision made. So maybe you can de delegate that to, your spouse. Maybe there's things that you can actually delegate um, to a virtual assistant. I've had probably a half dozen virtual assistants assistances <laughs> over the years. Um, those that have been domestic here in the U.S. A lot that have been over in the Philippines and Vietnam and you know just all over in Australia, New Zealand. So I've had a lot of people all over the the world who who do great work. Um, so anything that you could do digitally that is kind of mind numbing stuff, you could, you could outsource it. So something to think about there. Um, and then from there, this is a longer, I mean, there's a little bit more detailed of process. So I'm kind of going over it quickly in some sense. Once I have all of those to do's, I'm clear about what my 90 day goal is. I'm clear about what are those things that, you know, again, of all the stuff that I just downloaded onto my piece of paper, I'll look through it and be like, okay, what is the one thing that if, if, if I only got one thing done this week, what would make this week a complete win? I'll think about that because that's a question on, on this uh, PDF sheet that I've made. So I just, I have all these questions that make sure that, that there's no rock left uh, unturned so that I can make sure I, I think about everything so I don't forget something and be like, damn it, it's Thursday or Friday and I totally forgot about that thing I needed to get done. This whole process for me helps me, you know, keep uh, a lot of balls um, juggling, right? Moving. Otherwise, um, it's very easy to feel extremely overwhelmed. It's, it's very easy to feel like you've got so much to do and you don't know even know where to begin or you have your to-do list, but you don't uh, prioritize all that well. And so you just kind of scan the list looking for the things that you want to get done quickly that give you a little like hit of dopamine that makes you feel good about checking it off your list, but it really doesn't get you moving, uh, moving the ball down the field, 
which typically are those things that are in quadrant two. Um, and so that those are the, the non-urgent but important things. So with my days then, I start my mornings off typically pretty early, 5 or 6 a.m. Um, I will sometimes do my workouts first thing in the morning, like I did this morning at 6.15. Other mornings, I will use it as a break uh, right at noon because uh, I'm only two blocks from my gym. So I literally will just jog to the gym and hustle back to my house. Um, but I will completely, I will always uh, schedule off my entire mornings for creative like, yeah, creative processes or like whether it be writing my book or it's, uh, you know, strategic planning for my business, um, thinking like more working on my my business versus in my business. All of my coaching calls, all of the, the appointments, all of those podcasts, all that stuff happens after noon. It's when my brain isn't as sharp per se. The mornings are left for all those things that are either quadrant one or quadrant two, important and urgent or non-urgent and important. Typically, I want it to be more the latter. I want it to be things that are important but non-urgent because if, if you only are doing and reacting to the things that are time sensitive that are in quadrant one, you will never actually get to the quadrant two things and oftentimes you'll end up feeling like you are burned out um, because you're not actually moving, you're not moving your life forward or your greater objectives forward. And thus you'll find yourself doing things in quadrant three or four just for little breaks from the urgency of quadrant one. I don't know if you're following all this, but that's okay. Um, well, let me just say this. If this is something that sounds of interest to you, <laughs> but you want, you know, more than 20 minutes of me explaining to go to johnnyking.com click on programs. It's called the win the day workshop. You know, it's a couple hours of video modules. I give you all the, the PDFs. I help you figure out and dial in your morning routines your evening routines. It's pretty powerful. It's exactly what I do to get as much shit done as I can while still maintaining a sense of fulfillment. Cause if all I do is become a workaholic, which I did for, like I said, 35, 36 years of my life, man, you can turn out a lot of stuff, but yet I was deeply unfulfilled. So nowadays, like earlier this week, I had a friend who was in town. She grabbed an Airbnb uh, downtown. She's like, hey, um, you know, I'm sitting by the pool for a couple hours. You want to come by? I was like, hell yes. <laughs> so from 2 until 4 p.m., I just went over and uh, sat by the pool and we caught up. It had been months since we'd caught up. So that to me, granted, I have a different uh a different lifestyle than, than you might. Uh, but you might actually have that flexibility. Who knows? But this has all been by design. I didn't just like wake up one morning and decided to work, work for myself and have all the, the freedom and flexibility that I wanted. This has been a dream since I was 29 years old. And I remember telling my ex-wife, if I could just have my bills covered and I could spend all day learning and, and coaching and, and, pouring into myself, pouring into other people, like that would be the dream and have that flexibility where I didn't feel like I had to live this nine to five. And so to be living it now, I take it for granted oftentimes, but I remind myself of how blessed I am when I want to go hike a, a mountain middle of the week or go, you know, snowboarding in the middle of the week, um, or I'm exhausted. So I just want to take a nap for an hour. That doesn't happen too often to be totally honest, but if it happens, if I'm up late, uh, 
that I, you know, allow myself to sleep in and I don't beat myself up about it. So again, there's got to be a, a, a yin and a yang, a zig and a zag of you not beating yourself up. Um, but what is super important for me is I have to be clear about what it is that I want to accomplish. And then I will actually take those things that are on my Q1 and Q2, you know, priority list. And I will actually schedule them into my calendar the night before so that I'm pretty clear. I'm not pretty clear. I'm very clear about how I'm using my time. And so for today, I, I started off, uh, I was ahead of schedule all morning until uh, probably around noon or one when some things uh, took longer than I anticipated. Okay. So ultimately all I ended up doing was getting into my calendar and I'm literally moving these time blocks. And I have a lot of, like, if you were to look at my calendar, you'd be like, oh my gosh, that looks craziness. But to me, I know what's going on because I have color codes. So I know stuff that's just work, work stuff is all orange. Um, travel stuff is, you know, purple. Working out, any exercise is blue. Calls, you know, any phone calls or coaching calls or podcasts are red. So to me, I can quickly scan and I can see, and then I can move blocks around. So I will literally block one to two hours for planning goal setting or, you know, podcast content or taxes. You know, I got to get my taxes done or writing. I'm literally looking at what's on my calendar for today, <laughs> right? Now, tomorrow is tomorrow all blocked out. No, you don't need to, I don't, I don't need to time block my entire week. I literally on on Sunday nights, once I figure out what are my Q1 and my Q2 things for the week, all I do is just make sure that Monday morning before I go to bed on Sunday night, the whole day is like accounted for. And it's just like budgeting, right? So you don't want to leave any time um, open. Otherwise you'll waste it. I guarantee it, right? So you want to make sure that every single time, every single minute, I should say every single hour um, is accounted for. Now, this might sound somewhat rigid. And I would say this is for someone who is wanting that level of specificity and productivity and efficiency. Um, because if you don't know what you're doing in life <laughs> at all, well, then that's a whole nother kind of conversation, right? Um, which I would love to have to you with you if you ever wanted to. But if that is, hopefully that's helpful, but at the end of the day, that way I know specifically what I'm doing with each and every single like hour of my day because it, it backs into what I need to get done for the week, which is what needs to get done for the month, my 90-day goal, my yearly goal, and my vision, right? So is it surprising that having worked for myself for 10 years now, that, that my life and my outlook is with each and every single month and every single quarter and year, it's getting clearer and clearer and clearer about what it is that I'm going for. Where before it kind of was like just foggy. I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I just started kind of taking action. And over the years have all these processes become more and more refined, you know? So that's why I kind of created the online kind of do-it-yourself e-course um, just to save people a ton of time so you don't have to necessarily <laughs> go through the, the decade of trying to figure out trial and error of all the same stuff that I've done. Um, you could pick up right where I am right now and, and uh, you know kind of adapt it to your life. So again, if it's of interest, go to Johnny, johnnyking.com, click on programs. You'll see a couple programs there. One of them is uh, the Win the Day. Um, that's the workshop and it's self-guided. 
it's less than a hundred bucks. I'm pretty sure pretty darn inexpensive. I don't know. hundred bucks, 200 bucks. I forget. But still, um, is it worth a couple hundred bucks to save yourself months or years? I don't know. That's up to you. So hope you enjoyed it. Um, looking forward to, to hearing your questions or comments and looking forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Take care. Cheers. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at Johnny King, Facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.